Hey, welcome everybody. This is the South Lot Football Guys podcast. Back for week nine. Can't believe we're already halfway through the regular season. I'll crack it open. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Yeah, oh, I yeah. should have done that before the <laughs> <laughs> um, background noise is nothing new uh, around here. So, um, yeah, yeah, ready for week nine. Uh, Adam, Robbie, and myself, Evan, uh, ready to break down the games for you. Uh, got a good slate. Um, but yeah, we're in November. This when the games start to really matter, you start seeing these playoff races uh, heat up. So I'm ready. I'm excited for it. Uh, a lot of close races, so it should be fun. Yeah, I'm just going to throw out, I know we did this the last couple of years, surprise segment, for real Fugazi. Oh, wow, okay. I was going to give it, you know, we got some buys, so we got a little time, but. Um, yeah, Fugazi, Fugazi, it's a wazzy, it's a woozy, it's a. F- All right, f- for real or Fugazi? Patriots. Fugazi. Uh, is this like a make the playoffs? Don't make the playoffs. Yeah. Fugazi. Oh man, that, that's that's a tough one for me because it just seems. I mean, they could run the ball well. That defense has been looking really good. It's just the whole quarterback situation, and it seems like some fugazi is going on behind the scenes. And I'm gonna say real. Okay. Yeah, I I got three, four, and fourteen. I'm gonna throw out there. Okay. okay. Falcons. Uh, for the record, oh, I think the Patriots are Fugazi. Okay. Oh, man. Um, uh, <laughs> that's a tough one. I mean, I mean division is so uh, bad. With the, how bad that division is, I mean, I got to just say that for real, just because I, I think they're going to make the playoffs. But Are you, I mean, are you telling me they're winning the – yeah, if if you're saying that, you're telling me they're winning the division right now because I, I the NFC East is probably getting those. Oh yeah, it, it's probably other, all of them. Yeah, the NFC East. Um, I mean, man, I don't I don't see the, the unless the Bucks really step it up anytime soon. I I I think the Panthers are fugazi. That's for sure. I I, I, I think the Saints are kind of a fugazi right now. They're they're trying, but yeah, yeah. I would say the Saints have a better chance of making the playoffs than the Falcons. I I think I'd agree with that. Um, but man, that's a tough one. I'm gonna say fugazi because I I think the Niners make a run. I, I like the Niners' chances of making a run for that wild card uh, more than I like any of those NFC South teams. And I just over the long haul, I love what the Falcons are doing. I just I don't I don't see it. Uh, I don't see it. It's just going to be really tough for them to uh, sneak ahead. Coming back soon. Yeah, yeah. just got yeah. activated. All right, last team. Well, I'm, I'm not going to include the team. They're four and four too, but they're fun. They're, they're their division's so tough. Yeah, guys, yeah. Can't. Bengals, four and four team. Um, I mean, I like them better than the Chargers to make the playoffs. Um. The AFC is kind of weird because you're gonna get. I think the Jets come back to earth. Yeah, like yeah, how I, many how I many teams the in the NFC East? Like I think sure. I think the Dolphins and the Bills are in. I don't think the Jets and the Pats are. Um, I mean, you're gonna get one of the Chargers, Patriots, Jets, Bengals. 
Man, I mean, you're, you're I, gonna get, I you're mean, gonna this, get two of those actually. I'm sorry. A lot of this Bengals is going to depend on how they're going to come out, but I, I, I think because they looked like a little soft without Jamar Chase to start, but I, I think they get it turned around. I'm gonna go three for three on for real. Um, that Browns team is making the playoffs. That that's gonna be my take right now. I just put money on them to win the Super Bowl today. Oh shit! Oh, I like that. Okay. That's fun. Uh, yeah, I, I think that team's making the playoffs. Um, They're plus ten thousand right now to win. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I, I like the Browns to get in. Um, Ravens are in the driver's seat right now in the division. In the AFC West, you got the Chiefs. Um, that's pretty much it. Because the Raiders are toast. I just I don't like what I'm seeing out of the Chargers. You're going to get one team in the in the South. Um, yeah, you're not going to get any more Titans than one are, team. Yeah, Titans, team. Titans are making a playoffs. There's no, yeah. no chance any of those other teams do. So then, yeah, I mean, otherwise, you're so you're basically looking at, like if I think the Dolphins are getting a wild card and I think the Browns are getting a wild card, then it's it's between the Chargers, the Bengals, and the Jets for that final spot. Patriots, yeah. And the Patriots, yeah. Uh, no way the Broncos make it. No, no. Yeah, I'm... I'm going to say the Bengals are for real. I think they got the best chance out of all those teams to get that last spot. It's tough, though. That's, that's a tough one. I, I, them and the Chargers, I think, have the same vibes in my mind. Just like dumbass coaches. <laughs> just, it's like there's a lot there, but there's something missing that I yeah. can't put my finger on. Yeah. Just, but at least the Bengals have the, the, the track record of actually making a run so yeah I, that's a it's a tough one I, I do love the browns i i'm convinced to uh herbert's been playing hurt ever since uh he took that shot to the ribs in what was that week one or week two because he's yeah. not he's not looking great I, I think he's playing hurt that guy needed a bye week and that's what he got yeah so we'll see if he, if he comes out of it pretty good but yeah, uh, sorry to hijack no 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 i like it i like no, it i like it for sure it's a good uh price check really yeah um Okay, well, let's do a quick recap then of our uh, week eight picks. All right, starting with the lead pipe locks, uh, the Thursday night game, Bucks money line. Oh, I miss. So I missed. Sorry, sloppy DJ right now. <laughs> well, not the only one. We'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Good not, first half. Not a lot to say on that one. First half money line was the play. You, you could see the disappointment in Giselle's face watching that game. Uh, <sighs> Sorry. Sorry, Tom. I don't know if it was. It, a lot of it was on. He was making some of the worst passes I've ever seen him make. Just ducks. Something's wrong there. Just spiking. Yeah, spiking all these like eight yard curls. Um, yeah, it's. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's he just doesn't want to take a hit anymore or what, but it doesn't look good. But like he still throws deep balls. Fine. I don't. I don't know. They're missing it, like an A B type. Yeah. Gronk, somebody that can, you know. Godwin and Evans have their roles, but there's nothing else besides those two. Nothing. You're not getting anything from the tight end. Leonard Fournette's sort of taking a step back. I don't know. That, that, that's a team that 
I could see missing the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I'm the Bucks are kind of one of those teams right now, along with the Rams. I just like I cannot bet any of those teams until like I just see some something on the field that says that like they can be trusted. But right now, it just doesn't look good. Uh, second up, uh, Robbie, 49ers minus one and a half. You know that uh, Kyle Shanahan trend, so. I do. Yeah, I mean, they were down a little bit early, and honestly, I kept, kept hitting them live, and that turned out really good. Uh, Man refuses to awesome. lose back-to-back games, so. I mean, that Ram, like you said, that Rams team, they need to show me something, and they still didn't really show me anything to start that game. And I, I forgot like, I, that the Rams were leading at half in that game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was wild. I'm trying to think of Super Bowl champs uh, that have defended worse than the Rams, and I can't. The 2000 Ravens? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, what that, the Pats in 01. Right, they had a pretty shitty O two, didn't yeah. they? Um, we're going back two decades. Yeah, I mean yeah, it's a long time. That's where we're at. So they they look bad. Yeah, um, I had Falcons Panthers over forty two. Uh, PJ Walker with the pick six right before half was uh, when I knew that was going to work out. So that was great. Yeah, that was great. Um, you could have taken like an alt over on this, given yourself another twenty points. It still would have hit. Yeah, that was uh, that was a shocking game in all, all aspects. <laughs> that was a big time over. <laughs> um, probably the game of the week. It was it was fun to watch. Um, but yeah, so uh, took the over there. Looked good. It was about the only thing that went well for me last weekend. Yeah, you couldn't really ask for any more from that game. Yep. Uh, as for the podcast parlay, we had the Titans minus two. We had the Cardinals plus three and a half. So I missed. And we had the Browns plus three and a half on Monday Night Football. So two out of three ain't bad, as Meatloaf would say. Um, People looking at that box score probably wouldn't think that the Cardinals were close. They they should have covered. They, they should have covered. They had so many opportunities in that fourth quarter. Vikings were just begging them to come back. Yeah, couldn't do it. You know, you know the. With that last week, uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. We've been uh, – we're starting to get into form. Uh, all of us are confident spread picks. We're all above 500 right now. So, uh, you know, I've got myself with 28, 21, and 2. Adam is 24, 19, and 1. And Evan, you are 19, 17, and 1. So That's, that's making money that, consistently type good. It's a uh, that's what you, what you like to see, you know. We're let, let's keep it going. It's early for us too. Typically, yeah, typically usually we don't we don't hit this. Uh, we don't hit that to wild card weekend. Yeah, <laughs> we need we need like uh, some turkey in us before we can we can start hitting some of these games. So, uh, yeah, yeah, doing pretty good start for us, uh, all things considered. But uh, let's uh, let's get into the asshole of the week here, um, Adam. Who's who's our nominee? Well, we already teased it, um, but this whole this this week asshole, <laughs> I might be the asshole of the week. <laughs> this week's asshole of the week is DJ Moore. Um, you know, great catch. I, I appreciated the antics, but just, just wait till you get out of bounds to do that. I felt I felt like half that was like he kind of did of, though. It was it was borderline. He was out of the back of the end zone, and he like started hitting the straps. 
take the helmet off. I like you can't take the yeah. helmet off. He had a rough tar- start to the year, and I, I think a lot of that like, came out at all at once. And, yeah, and unfortunately, it cost them the game. Yeah, what a throw! Though. Oh yeah, <laughs> statistically, it was the longest throw in NFL history. Damn! Wow. No one's tracked the longer throw. Wow. Yeah, that was uh, that was wild. Uh, um, former XFL quarterback PJ. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about PJ a little later. Walking on sunshine. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, let's uh, let's get into the week nine action then, and uh, we started off with. Uh, a bit of a lopsided game on Thursday night football. It's the Eagles taking on the Texans. Um, Texans are 14-point home dogs with the over-under set at 45 here. Um, Robbie, you're going to start this one for us. Yeah, um, the, there's a, not a whole lot to say other than, I mean, to this Texans team. I mean, they haven't really been looking good lately. I mean, they haven't looked good that great all year. To be honest, um, you got Brandon Cooks just dealing with some personal issues recently, missing practice, so he's questionable. And you know, you've already got Nico Collins ruled out for tomorrow. Brandon Cooks had a tweet that he was like, he's not happy about I, I not think being he's traded. Really not happy about that trade <laughs> yeah. deadline. Uh, I think he really wanted to move somewhere, like maybe the Packers or somewhere, but just couldn't get it done or something. I, I don't know, but you know. Um, one of the things when I was looking at this game um, uh, was the, the halftime spread. Uh, you know, a couple a couple of these games in particular, you know, I try to look for if, like, teams that I, I feel like get out to hot starts or teams that kind of finish stronger than they usually do. And um, I was surprised to see it was, like, pretty much halfway that um, the Eagles at first half was minus seven. Um Eagles have been getting out to very strong starts this year, and Texans, on the other hand, they've been a team that's struggled at the start and kind of just pick it up at near the end of the games. Um, and, you know, I always love it more when I get some numbers to go along with it. Now, Philly, their first half offense on the year, they've been averaging 21 points, which is the best in the NFL. And uh, when they're away, it's still even great. It's 20.7 points. And the best in the NFL too, while Houston, on the other hand, you know, the offensively, uh, they only score eight on average per quarter uh, or per half, sorry, or in the first half. Ooh. Um, but, uh, and that ranks 28th. And at home, it's even worse at 6.7 points at, to rank 29th in the league. Um, and defensively, you know, both these teams, um, you know, Philly, uh, they're pretty good too on defense. You know, they... First half defense, uh, they let up 8.3 points per in the on average in the first half, which ranks fourth in the league. And away, they're you know almost just as good at letting up eight points, um, which ranks second in that NFL. While Houston again, you know, allowed 10.3 um, overall in the first half, which ranks 15th. But at home, they're even worse at 12.3, which ranks 24th. So. Um, you know, if this spiel is getting me, leading me anywhere, is that I'm loving taking the Eagles minus seven in the first half. I think they're going to really get off to the strong for, on a strong foot um, over here. And Davis Mills, you know, I could expect to, to see him a lot of pick, picks coming from him to this Eagles defense that's just been ball hawking recently. Um, I love minus 
Eagles minus seven. Um, you know, I, I also love like first half over in this one. And, you know, I'm pretty close to leaning the over overall in this one. Um, but my lock of the week, you know, if it if I haven't made it clear already, it's going to be Eagles first half minus seven. But it's a lock. No. Yeah, I love that, Robbie. Um, I, I mean, they've jumped out on, on teams consistently this year. So I, I don't... I don't really see a scenario unless Davis Mills plays out of his mind that that doesn't happen here. Um, you know, maybe maybe Pierce breaks off a big run or, you know, Hertz has been holding on to the ball. Um, I think he had like one one bad interception against the Jags, and that's it's been about it from him. Um, so as, as long as they, they play their game, uh, stay in their lane, don't make mistakes, I, I feel real good about that hitting. Um, as for the rest of this game, you know, I actually think about this. This is uh, the same matchup as the World Series, right, going on right now. Yep. Houston, yeah. Philly. Yeah, you could get some big Philly energy uh, in this game. I, you know, I'd, I, don't, I don't know how those Houston Texans fans are hanging in there after the last, you know, year plus. But, you know, I, I, I could see a lot of Phillies fans traveling for this. Um, but, yeah, I'm taking the Eagles – um, minus 14 on the road. Uh, you know, that's a big number. Might not bet it. Um, I, I'm definitely going to bet that first half uh, minus seven line. No, I, I really like that. And 45 line, I'm leaning under actually, um, just based on Thursday nights, you know, typically typically lower scoring. And I just don't see a lot of offense from this Texan teams if, if um, Brandon Cooks is out, you know. They're a run first team, and you know that's a bad matchup against the Eagles. And even with Jordan Davis out, um, who just got placed on IR. Yeah, I uh, I like the Eagles here as well. Uh, like them first half, uh, as as Robbie had alluded to. Um, yeah, this Texans team doesn't get off the great uh, starts. Typically, they they fight back later. Uh, but I I don't think the Eagles are gonna have much trouble with the 14 here um yeah typically i don't like uh huge spreads especially on the road but this one i feel seems pretty safe um you know first three four weeks of the year texans were um covering uh in every game but they've really fallen off since um and uh i just think uh you know their personnel uh they they've got one of the uh the tough, toughest uh, uh, rosters, I'd say, in the NFL and just, you know, lacking kind of talent. And I think uh, early on in the seasons, you know, we were seeing pretty simple schemes uh, that they were running and uh, having success with. But uh, I think uh, the league has kind of caught on to what they're doing and, and they're starting to pick them apart. And uh, Davis Mills just hasn't really been playing well. Um, you know, high school reading list uh, prop bet of the week has got to be uh, James Bradbury uh, to get a pick in this one. It's probably plus Fahrenheit 451. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I, I would I would throw that in there. Robbie, as you said, that's a ball hawking defense. So uh, I would I would uh, I would expect some Davis Mills picks in this one um, for sure. Uh, yeah, that said, uh, I'll take the Eagles minus the 14. If I didn't make it obvious, I'm siding with the Eagles full game as well, minus 14. Also looked up World Series. It looks like they're going to be playing in Philly tomorrow. 
I don't know if that's going to make it any difference. I was yeah, uh, maybe, maybe kind of hoping uh, yeah. there'd be a traveling crowd there. Well, can't but, the uh, isn't game six and seven Friday and Saturday in Houston? Yes. That, so that if it, if it makes it that far, so if it makes it that far, you know maybe you get some Philly fans traveling there already. Yeah, maybe. Did that high school reading list joke go over everybody's head or? Do you guys, do you guys know that book? I didn't. Oh uh, yeah, high yeah. School. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. It's there. All right. Well, I, I gave a little chuckle. Okay, all right. It was it was a deep cut for sure. Okay. Uh, that was a pretty fire one. <laughs> oh, there you go. There it is. Well, they made a they made like an Amazon show about that with uh, Backdraft. No, <laughs> Michael B. Jordan was in it. I just don't think it did well at all. Um, yeah, I I haven't heard of that, so it probably yeah. didn't do well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, next game up, uh, we've got the Chargers taking on the Falcons. Um, and the Falcons uh, at home here, three point dogs. Over under is at forty nine and a half. Um, Falcons, of course, had the uh, the big win at home against the Panthers last week in uh, in pretty dramatic fashion in overtime. Chargers had the bye week, but they had been uh, struggling uh, to say the least uh, coming into that. So. Uh, with that in mind, um, I'll, I'll start this one off. I like the Falcons getting the three here. Um, I think if it was inside of three, I'd maybe consider the Chargers, but uh, or I'd probably start thinking about staying off of it. But getting the three-point hook there I think is very good value. Um, we talk a lot about this Chargers team and their inability to put teams away and um, Brendan Staley's uh, – just ineptitude when it comes to game management. Um, I think uh, his coaching decisions can keep this game close by itself. Um, but uh, I, Falcons' money line wouldn't really surprise me in this one. I, I feel pretty good about him. Um, you know, that offense is able to move the ball. Um, they can do it on the ground. They can do it through the air. Um, you know, the defense may, may struggle a bit at times. But, uh, you know, this Chargers offense i think you know you, you see the names on paper and you think that they've been pretty explosive really you go up and down this roster and you you would think uh they're probably a two loss team but they're just not clicking um not really playing well uh injuries uh not only to keenan allen but now mike williams um you know both guys hobbled um yeah i just they're banged up i think they're gonna have to rely on eckler a lot in this one um I'll, i'm taking the falcons plus the three yeah, I was really, really confident with the Chargers, but then today there was a report that Keenan Allen might not play in this game, which I think a little bit unexpected um, coming off the bye. Just can't uh, get the hammy healthy. Yeah. Uh, I'm still going to take the Chargers. Um, you know, I, I we talked about it before the pod. Um, you know, I don't know if there's a person in the NFL that needed to buy probably more than Justin Herbert. You know, he's, he's struggled a little bit this year uh, compared to his first two years in the league, and at, I think most of that has to do with the injury he's dealing with. And, um, you know, that that's an injury that you play through, but definitely helps getting some rest. And I, I, I expect him to come out in this game and really ball out, look like the old Justin Herbert. Um, and, you know, I think it's going to be enough to cover this line especially with this Falcons defense the last two weeks, they've given up over 30 points uh, to offenses that, you know, aren't, aren't fantastic. So um, I'm expecting big days for, 
for both offenses, and you know how banged up the Chargers' defense is. So um, I think my my main play is going to be the over 49.5. I, I really like that number, and I think that could fly over. Yeah, this is the second highest scoring game at 49.5, and, and, you know, I, I really like that over too. I'm, I'm right there with you. You know, this both these uh, – I, I think you kind of touched on this, but both these defenses have just been – not great so um aj terrell was a big loss that was a huge loss for the falcons um you know he's probably not gonna play or yeah uh, wait did he he's out for the year yeah he's out for the year um um but yeah that that falcon secondary especially against that panthers team you know they they just look like they're letting everything by um so i you know this falcons team they could put up points Justin Herbert, I have zero issue with him uh, being able to put up points. He he could be able to do it even if without Mike Williams or Keenan Allen, um, he's got no problems there. Um, you know he still got Austin Eckler to help complement him. So you know as far as this spread goes, um, I'm very unsure about this. I think it's a good line. Uh, I would lean on the Falcons, so I'm gonna lean on the Falcons with the points plus three. Um, you know, I think there's a decent chance for an upset there, but you know, I could also see the Chargers winning by a touchdown here. It's just, I, I think that's a good line. I, the only play I've got is the over here. Chargers on the road this year have not scored less than 24 points. Wow. Ooh, wow. Chargers that's are a team. big away team. You just never feel good about betting. <laughs> yeah. Um, now that said, they've had a couple, uh, like, sub 17 points at home so well most of their home games are road games exactly yeah um but uh yeah i i I think i like that over too um but uh i would probably i don't know the wide receivers being out freak you out a little uh i mean mike williams wasn't gonna ever play this week but right and allen he's still got a chance to play uh, they got decent depth. Uh, Carter, Palmer, uh, Palmer Jason Moore. The concussion protocol. Yeah, all three of them should be a go. They got um, Guyton still too. I don't. I don't think believe so. he so. might be hurt. Okay. Um, I think he's on the roster, but um, yeah, I think they got enough weapons. Jared Everett, Ger- um, Gerald, Gerald Everett, um, Keenan Allen. Yeah, they. No, uh, Austin Eckler. Sorry, they. Uh, they got enough. They got enough. All right. Well, Herbert hasn't ran the ball too much this year. All right. I'll jump on the over. I like the over. You convinced me. Okay. Uh, next game up, guys. Uh, the beloved Bears host the Miami Dolphins in Chicago. Um, Bears are five-point underdogs in this one. Over-under set at 45-and-a-half. This game calling for slight wind. Um Perhaps a little holdover rain. I know they're calling for drizzle uh, Saturday into Sunday, so we'll see if that uh, shows up. But I think right now the forecast is clear. Um, Bears uh, got whopped on a little bit last week in Dallas, uh, outmatched, but had a solid game against the Patriots the week before. Um, Dolphins uh, now are starting to hit their stride. Um Tua looks a lot better. I think the last couple of weeks we've kind of called that right. Um, they definitely opened up the offense a bit more last week and, and looked much better. Um, so the Dolphins coming in, a uh, pretty hot team, and um, we'll see. Guys, I uh, for me, I I like the uh, the Dolphins here. I just think uh, 
Yeah, the Bears were pretty active at the deadline in terms of selling pieces off on the defense, and uh, we know this Dolphins team can can put up points in a hurry. Um, I, I just think uh, offensively, I, I think the Dolphins should be able to get to 30 in this one. I think the Bears defense is going to have a tough time. And, um, yeah, I, I just don't know that they're going to be able to keep up. But, uh, you know, I won't steal the thunder here. Uh, I, think, I think there's some some talk to be had on the on the over here so uh adam robbie uh, one of you guys take the lead on that yeah uh I, you know it's not my lock but probably my second best play of the week is going to be the over 40 45 and a half in this bears dolphins game uh, a couple things i mean i don't think this line has taken account how dominant the dolphins passing attack has been um in full games where they've had to a you know healthy and Waddle Hill healthy they, they've they've dominated every team they played uh through the air and you know this Bears secondary is young decent but uh I don't I don't think they're going to be nothing can pre- prepare them for the speed that Dolphins got on the outside with Waddle and Hill um and Tua, Tua looked healthy last week for sure and and flipping to the Bears side, you know their defense got a lot worse this week. Um, or over the last two weeks, trading away Quinn and Roquan. Um, and on the other side of the ball, they added a weapon with uh, Chase Claypool. So, and last week was probably the best offensive performance I've seen out of this Bears team in three years, four years. You know they they looked really explosive. You know, they, they got the wide receivers involved. Cole Komet caught a touchdown. Against a you know, top 5D. Able, yeah, they, they've been able to run the ball all year, but, um, you know, you saw signs of life in that passing attack. And uh, this Dolphins defense, you know, on paper is pretty good, but statistically this year, I think they're ranked 23rd. So definitely not a juggernaut. Um, 45 and a half is way too low of a line. Uh, love the over. As far as the actual spread goes, I'm going to take the Dolphins, minus five. I, I just don't think the Bears' uh, defense is going to be able to take the, uh, take away the weapons. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm very much with you guys on this over right here. Uh, I was kind of surprised to see this at 45 and a half. I mean, I think we forgot to mention some of the Dolphins' additions. You know, they got Bradley Chubb and Jeff Wilson added to the mix, um, which, you know— uh, you know, I think Chubb will be able to help out, but not sure how many snaps, you know, guys who just got acquired on this trade line deadline are going to actually do this week, you know. Um, but I that that should at least help the Dolphins defense, but it's it's been pretty bad. You know, teams have been able to pass on them all the time. Um, and I, I've liked what the Bears have been doing on offense uh, since the, their mini-buy. Uh, they, they've been able to use field strength and get him to run and this bears rush rushing offense has been great um you know and you know you guys pretty much nailed it on the dolphins offense going against this bears defense you know i don't think i need to add any more but you know i'm kind of flip-flopping on the spread right here i think it's pretty good i think the bears could get it close keep it close in here but yeah that it might be tough to play catch up with the dolphins so uh, am I going to flop back to the Dolphins? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think I am. <laughs> kind of been talking myself it. into it the, just this whole time, just stewing while you guys were talking it out. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I it might be a tough number for Bears to catch up, uh, assuming that this game just 
starts going crazy scoring. Well, I don't think that's the play we're trying to worry about, though. I think we we really like the over here. I think that's 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 the action we're going to have here. Uh, Yeah, all three of us very, very much into the over 45.5. That just seems pretty low given the success the Bears' offense has had the last couple weeks. And, um, yeah, Adam, you hit it nail on the head with the Bears secondary. I mean, good young unit. They've got some uh, some playmakers back there. But if you watched last week, uh, Dallas carved them up uh, pretty easily, and, and they had been uh, burned previously as well. Um, pretty much the Jefferson, only – CD Lamb. Yeah. The good ones get to the Bears defense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think <laughs> the Packers are probably the only team uh, that they have had success throwing the ball on has been the Bears. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think you can throw on the Bears. So they got a tough assignment this week in the Dolphins. So, yeah, I, 45 and a half seems low. All right, uh, next up, guys, we've got the Panthers taking on the Bengals. Bengals at home in this one, uh, seven and a half point favorites. Uh, over under set at 42 and a half. Um, as I'm thinking about that, that's that's a good number. Um Bengals, of course, uh, Monday Night Football, pretty rough uh, performance uh, that we were all happy with being on the Browns, but uh, they looked very bad in a division game where they needed the win just as badly as the Browns did. Um, so not great there. And the uh, Panthers, we, we've talked about it ad nauseum here thus far, but uh, tough loss uh, on the road in Atlanta, but showed a lot of fight. Um Guys, I, I like the Panthers here personally. Um, this team seems to have uh, found some new life under P.J. Walker. Um, I feel like every time they put him in, they, they seem to get a little bit of a spark uh, these last couple of years. Um, you know, they they seem to be moving the ball a lot better. They're running the ball uh, very well. Uh, Chubb or Hubbard uh, very much involved in that offense now since McCaffrey uh, left, and he's having a lot of success. Got the foreman. Yeah, Dante Foreman as well. Huge game. Um, yeah, just uh, that Panthers running attack really moving the ball. And, and uh, in crunch time, they were able to move the ball through the air as well uh, when it mattered most. Um, I, I really like the Panthers getting seven and a half points here. Uh, you know, Bengals have a short week as well. Um, you know, I uh, I just think a lot of things point the Panthers' way. Uh, Bengals haven't really been stout on the defensive end this year and uh, have had some struggles on offense as well. Um, I'm a little bit concerned. I mean, Bengals really haven't beaten the hell out of anybody this year. So them getting – this is why I really like the Panthers plus 7.5. Bengals really haven't beaten the hell out of anybody this year with the exception of the Falcons, uh, which they did at home. But um, I see that game more as an outlier – uh, rather than the general trend in this one, um, I, I just think this Panthers team, uh, the way they've been playing the last few weeks, should be able to keep this game pretty close. Um, I like the over as well. I think the Panthers can get the 20, and uh, you know, even if the Bengals win this game, uh, I think they're going to need to get at least 24 to do it. So uh, 42.5 seems low, so I'll take the over. I'm actually on the other side of this, um, and actually I really like the Bengals. You know, this line opened up at Bengals minus nine and a half, and it's just swung in the Panthers' favor. But I think this might be too reactionary for the Panthers so far. I mean, yeah, they've had a good last couple weeks against um, a couple division opponents, which I always like to take with a grain of salt as it is because they know how to play each other. Um, but the Bucks deep 
defensive unit for the was just not really they they were beat up to sit can't really sugarcoat it. They had a lot of starters out, so the Panthers were able to take advantage, and, you know, Tom Brady wasn't really able to do much against them. And, you know, Falcons, that defense was just not good either. Um, it, it took a last-second DJ Moore touchdown to kind of get them to equalize there. Um, and on the other side of the ball, uh, I, I know the Bengals kind of opened up a little rough uh without Jamar Chase, but, uh, you, you know, it, it seemed like they started to figure out near the end of the game there. And the Browns, you got to remember, this was the first time they've had both uh, Clowney and uh, Miles Garrett back in a while. Um, so that definitely helped that pass rush, and the Bengals' offensive line couldn't really do much about it. And, um, you know, I don't see the same thing coming from this Panthers defense. I, I think Burrow's going to have a little easier day in the pocket right there. Um, so I, I think the Bengals are going to be able to put up points, and, you know, the Bengals defense is going to be tough for this Panthers team, their first real challenge. Well, everybody's been able to hit Joe Burrow thus far. It doesn't matter who they've played. That is true. That offensive line is just – I. And that Bengals – I was shocked that they didn't try running the ball against the Browns. Yeah. They just didn't and... – uh, it didn't work, so yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how to feel on this game. Um, this I'm 100% not gonna bet this. Um, but if I had to take one, I think I'd lean the Bengals. Um, I just can't trust PJ Walker and the Panthers on the road. Bengals defense at home has been very good this year. Um, they've looked like a you know top 10 unit when they're playing at home. Uh, I know they lost to Wuzier. For the rest of the year, it's a huge loss. Um, I don't know. I, I, the playmakers are definitely on the side of the Bengals. Um, Higgins lost a guy at the end of that game. Uh, Boyd's looking good. I, I just, I just have a little bit more faith in Burrow and his weapons, minus Chase, than I do in the Panthers with, you know, a heroic performance from Dunta Foreman and PJ Walker. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just expecting a little regression on that side of the ball but um to be honest i don't feel great about either side all right well we'll see uh somebody at least will come out of this one happy robbie so at least we got that going um yeah could be an interesting game or i mean i wouldn't be surprised the Bengals whooped on them too um definitely could happen uh next up we've got an nfc north battle um Packers headed into Detroit to take on the Lions. Uh, Lions are three and a half point underdogs at home. The over/under set at forty-nine and a half. Uh, Lions uh, last week got up on a big lead on the Dolphins, but wound up uh, choking it away as they are prone to do. Uh, and they gave up another thirty-five plus points or whatever they gave up. But uh, definitely one of the worst defensive units in the league. And uh, the Packers are in need of a. Uh, terrible defensive unit to go up against because their offense has been struggling in a bad way um you know Rodgers has not really been able to uh, get back on track with these young wide receivers and uh, they had a tough matchup last week against the Bills where they really didn't stand much of a chance um that in mind though I'll turn it over to Robbie for this one uh what are your thoughts yeah, that's this is a tough one for me. Um, you know, if this line actually somehow moves, I, I don't think it will to Packers minus 
three, I, I, I would feel pretty good about taking the pan. Packers here I could see it being a real close one but you know Packers just recent memory have just always had their number on the Lions and I just personally remembered a couple games I'd feel pretty good about Lions covering the spread but Packers just ended up end up taking it to them um, I think a big thing is this Packers secondary might they might give a Jared Goff a little trouble here um, and make it tough for the Lions to put up points. So um, that's one of the big reasons why I'm leaving the Packers. Maybe I'll end up taking the a, a Packers minus three anyways with some added juice. Um, but uh, this doesn't seem like a spot where the Lions are going to try to figure out, <laughs> try to fix everything that's going wrong with them. Um, you know, they, they just sold off. TJ Hawkinson over the Vikings. So that's a kind of big hit on their offense too. Um, so, you know, I, I'm going to side in the Packers on this one. Yep. I'm, I'm with you there, Robbie. I just, this, when you look at the, the talents on both these teams, Packers have underperformed so much, especially on the defensive side of the ball. We all know how the, they have a lack of weapons at wide receiver and, you know, the play calling has been pretty bland. Um, but this is a matchup they can really get right against. This Lions defense, is, especially the secondary, has just been pathetic. Um, you know, Dobbs, I, I'm not sure if they're going to get Lazard back, but Tunyon, uh, even Watkins, I, I think they have a have a day in, in Detroit. And, you know, I, I sometimes you just you get in a funk and you, you have to go back to your roots and, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers has made a living off of beating this Lions team up throughout the years, so um, maybe he has some nostalgia in this game and figures out his old ways and um, comes back to life. Uh, this Packers team is just too good to be this bad. And on the opposite side, the Lions continue to find ways to lose games. Um, they look great on the first half. The offense is clicking. Um, and just an inability to make adjustments from their coaching staff. Uh, it's been really their downfall this year uh and we saw it in hard knocks um you know their coaching staff a lot of ex-players big rah-rah guys but not not too many intellectuals <laughs> in their coaching staff and it's shown that they've been a horrible second half team and just have not been able to make adjustments and and, and i think the talent's there um but you know i sometimes uh you know you just gotta look at the you know, prior history of these two teams matching up, and I'm, I'm taking the Packers. Yeah, it does look like Lazard is uh, – he's on track to play right now, um, but uh, that could change. It's still kind of up in the air. Um, I, I'm not going to bet this. I, I'll jump Lions plus three and a half, but I, I kind of agree with Robbie. I think uh, if that were to dip to three or even below three, I'd start thinking Packers uh, real quick. I just um, – you know, this Packers team – hasn't uh they're kind of on that list of it's like you know i need you i need you guys to show me something before i can i can pick you to start covering numbers uh because um offensive side of the ball they just they haven't shown the firepower um to really uh to be a team to kind of cover the spread when they're a favorite um but uh this is a matchup if any where they could kind of get back on track so um you know i I, i'll i'll jump to the packers here um I, i still just don't feel great about this game overall, but um, if there's ever been a good matchup for them, it's this one. Um, tough defense, and um, I think uh, the Lions' defense will uh, 
definitely give up some points, and I think the Lions' offense will struggle against this uh, Packers' defense, which has some uh, real playmakers on it. So uh, I'll take the Packers minus 3.5, but uh, probably a stay-away game for me. Oh, my. I just had to look up the second half since you kind of mentioned it. <laughs> and Detroit's is, defense is dead last in allowing points in the second half at an average of 18.1 a game when the te- next worst team is the Panthers at only 14.9 and at home uh, Detroit's even worse at uh, 19.8 points in the second half who what is that's just what is their points against uh average total can you see that um yeah I bet it's like 30 (laughs) at least um one second here, second. and I assume it's dead last. And, yeah, it's dead last at 32.1. Next best is Chargers at 27. I mean, that's like a college number. That's brutal. Oh, that's that's an embarrassing. 36. That's an embarrassing oh, defense. My. Um, wow. Yeah. They Your are, offense has been good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially when Amonra is in there. And it's a shame Swift went down, uh, but uh, – yeah, yeah. I mean, that offense has been fine. Um, Man, I'm jumping on the pack here. Make it, making a switch. I, I, I feel good about the pack actually. Okay. Minus three and a half. They're, they'll get it right. Um, next up, guys, we've got the Raiders taking on the Jags. Uh, Jags are one and a half point underdogs at home in this one. Over under set at forty eight. Um, yeah, both these teams uh, not coming in. On great notes, Jags lost in London last week uh, to the Broncos of all teams, um, which, you know, is tough to do. And uh, the Raiders, uh, you know, they had just an embarrassing performance in New Orleans. I think uh, maybe maybe one too many hurricanes uh, on Saturday <laughs> night. I, I don't know what happened there, but, uh, yeah, that was that was ugly. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, I'm taking the Jags here. I this is kind of one I don't know what to think. I can't possibly bet the Raiders after being confident on them last week. Uh, yeah, you know, talk about disappointments. Uh, Raiders are probably up there as one of the both these teams. Yeah, yeah. Raiders, Bucks, Rams, just uh, disappointing. Um, Jags for sure. The last few weeks have been a bit of a disappointment considering how they started. Um, I'll take the Jags getting the one and a half point here just because, I mean, the Raiders appear to be a mess. But um, for those thinking that this line looks juicy, I'd just be a little hesitant just with the Jags coming back from London. That's got me a little concerned. Um, And just their overall level of play the last um, four or five weeks has just been pretty poor uh, compared to what we saw early on the season. So um, not great about it. But maybe, maybe you guys are more confident one way or the other. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'm taking the Jags and, you know, what the line it is. I, I'd like a money line, but, you know, maybe maybe throw a unit on it. I, I have no confidence. This Jags team's lost five in a row. You know, these are two of the biggest offseason spenders uh, this last this last offseason. They really loaded up, spent the money. Raiders traded away a lot of draft capital, and it's it's just not, not paid dividends. Um you know, Jags started off, you know, somewhat good. We had we had a little optimism, but it's 
it's really come down to earth for them. And Raiders have looked very good in a few matchups, which which is why I'm not, you know, super hard or super heavy on the Jags. Um, you know, Raiders have shown that they can. I mean, they almost beat the. They should have beat the the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Um, you know, they can come to play when they want to. I I don't really know what the problem is with them. Uh, but yeah, this is this is these are two stay away teams playing each other. So yeah, I I would not advise anybody to bet. Yeah, this this definitely looks like the toilet bowl of this week. Um, it, not even close. Even um, these both these teams are gross. Like Jaguars can't finish a game for the life of them, and you know, kind of same with the Raiders. Uh, uh, um, but, you know, I'm actually going to lean on the side of the Raiders here. I think they just got a little more offensive firepower to them. But, um, you know, I, I feel like this game could get real ugly. <laughs> it, it's just not going to be a pretty one to watch. Uh, 48, you know, I would maybe lean over. Um, but at the same time, just when you get two gross teams going at, up against each other, sometimes you see some weird stuff and it's just a – low kind of grind them out kind of game and you know i could very well see that happening in this one this is a game that i don't even know if i want to watch but yeah. i will <laughs> yeah um it's an ugly one yeah i don't know both these teams just in uh, tough spots this year uh so we'll see uh next up though uh, the team we love to hate uh the indianapolis colts uh they travel to uh, New England to take on the Patriots. Patriots are five-and-a-half-point favorites in this one, over-under 39-and-a-half. That's going to be our lowest number of the week. Uh, projecting a little bit of wind in this game, but uh, I'm going to turn it over to Adam. Uh, what's your thoughts here? Yeah, I, I love the Pats here. Uh, minus five-and-a-half. It's going to be my lock of the week. But it's a lock! No! Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a, I'm a little concerned. I'm missing something. You know, I, I, I don't understand how this line is lower than seven. To be honest, uh, Patriots at home. I, I know they sort of shit the bed against the Bears, but I, I think that was an anom- an anomaly of all anomalies. Uh, you know, they they went into, they went into MetLife last week in a, in probably the the best atmosphere for a Jets Patriots game we've seen in years. And, um, you know, took care, took care of business. you know, they were in control of most of that game. And, and I don't even think they played that well offensively. Um, and the, the Colts side, um, you know, they sort of blew the game against the team, but you know, I, that was just an ugly football game. Ellinger looked okay. Um, but you know, year after year after year, you've, you've seen Bill Belichick just prey on these inexperienced quarterbacks. You know, he's going to get looks to confuse him that he's never seen before. Um, you know, and despite that fact, the, the Colts are just, you know, in disarray. They fired their offensive coordinator. That, that, that ain't the week you want to fire offensive coordinator going against Bill Belichick. Um, you know, the trade away Naheem Hines. Jonathan Taylor's injured, might not play. Um they're a disaster right now. Um, so yeah, I, I love the Patriots and being at home, um, you know, all signs, I, I would, I would take that minus 14 in an alt line and I'd, I'd feel comfortable with that. I, I, this could get really ugly and, and you know, Patriots are a team that 
they don't let up. You know, they some of their wins this year, Lions, Browns, they, they've destroyed destroyed them, covered huge lines. So, you know, I, I'm shocked. I, I'm honestly shocked this is lower than seven. I don't know what I'm missing. You, you know, uh, you definitely had me swayed. Uh, I feel confident about the Patriots now. Uh, I was only just leaning that way. Um, you had me swayed at the part about uh, Bill Belichick going against rookie quarterbacks, and he does just pull out some different schemes and just confuse yeah, the, the hell out of them. Um, so I'm going to jump on there with you. Yeah, five and a half wouldn't be enough. What I was thinking, kind of trying to play devil's advocate a little bit, is that the Colts' rush defense, they've been pretty s- solid this year, um, even though their secondary really hasn't been as much. Um, which I think with the way Mac Jones has been playing, um, it could be a little struggle for them. Um, but the Patriots' run game has just been so good. Um, I, I don't think it's going to really matter a whole lot to them. And kind of my other train of thought going into that was kind of scaring me off was that firing the OC kind of maybe they'll have some sort of new kind of play calls coming out or some sort of uh, offensive resurgence, you know, team coming together. But um, you know, I, I think you're about right with Bill Belichick in this one. And this Patriots defense has been looking pretty good. Um, they've kind of just do, doing what they always do and just slowly getting better throughout the year. So I, I'm with you there. Yeah, I love the uh, love the Pats here as well. I'll, I'll switch to my confident pick on it as well. Um, yeah, you hit it on the head. Uh, Bill Belichick against inexperienced quarterbacks. Ellinger did... Start to look a little bit better uh, second half of that game, but um, uh, I'm still not loving it. This Colts team, I mean, somehow they've got three wins, but they've also got uh, uh, four losses, and they haven't played anybody. Um, I mean, they beat the Chiefs at home in what was a bullshit win anyway uh, that they shouldn't have gotten. But like, Man, Amendola. They've, they've, they've played the Jaguars twice. Uh, they've played the Titans twice, and I'll get to my thoughts on the Titans a little later. Um, again, they beat the Chiefs, but then they played the the Broncos, uh, and they they barely won that. Game. Yeah, barely beat them, and then they lost to the team last week. So, um, they've played one good offense, uh, in that entire span, and uh, you know somehow they won that game. But I I just I this Colts team is a joke to me. Um, I. I think they're being run right into the ground. I I think Frank Reich's got to go. Uh, they just they look bad. I, I like the Colts here. Yeah, they they should be uh, just fine. Um, I'm sorry. I like the Pats here. They should be just fine. Uh, you got me worried of, for a second. Taking care of business at home. Yeah, I I'm I'm not convinced that the the Colts will be able to hang around in this one. All right. Uh, next up, guys, we've got the Bills taking on the Jets. Uh, Bills are traveling to the Meadowlands for this one, where the Jets are 13-point home dogs. Over-under is set at 47. Uh, Adam, why don't you lead this one off? Yeah, uh, the more I was looking into this one, I, I, I like the Bills more and more. Um, you know, originally I thought, you know, Jets at home, um, you know, might you know they're still right in the heart of playoff uh, contention at five and three, but. Um, and then you're catching Bills with a, uh, you know, coming off a, of, you know, a game that they won. They didn't cover against the Packers, but didn't didn't really play their best. Um, yeah, I, I, I think we're sort of lucky to get this number under 14. Um, you know, they, they uh, the Jets, 
they look like such a different offense when <laughs> Bryce, Bryce, uh, Bryce Hall isn't in there. Um, you know, he's such a game changer, and I, I don't think James Robinson and Michael Carter can fill that role. And I don't you think Zach what? Wilson can fill yeah, that's any what I'm role. Saying. <laughs> it, 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 they're putting more – that injury puts more on Zach Wilson, and you're starting to see – sort of why they were running the football. I mean, this team started off with Joe Flacco throwing a ball like 60 times a game. Then Zach Wilson comes in, and they just turn into this running team and win, rattle off a bunch of wins. And now that you know the, their best player gets hurt, you're having to lean on the pass game more. You know, they promoted Mike White to second string. I don't know what that was about, but a lot of people are thinking that it's maybe a short string for – Oh, I think for Zach Wilson, another three picks and he's yeah, toast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, this Bills defense, I know they're banged up. They just lost the Poyer, um, but you know this team is too talented overall. I, this seems like a shark smelling blood in the water against this matchup. And I just, I just think they're going to capitalize facing this Jets team at a really opportune time for them, and they go into MetLife and take care of business. Yeah, I. Uh... I like the Bills here as well. Um, another Jets team, uh, kind of similar to my take with the Colts last week. Um, you know, they've they've got some wins. Let's we'll take out the uh, the Joe Flacco games here. Um, so lost to the Bengals on the road. weren't really competitive in that game. Uh, beat the Steelers on the road, but we know the struggles the Steelers have had. Beat the Dolphins at home without Tua. Um, Beat the Packers on the road. Uh, we know the Packers have struggled. And then beat the Broncos on the road. Um, we know the Broncos haven't been good. Um, but, yeah, I I don't think this team is as competitive as their record. Um, all that is to say uh, they have not played a team of the Bills caliber yet, and uh, the 13-point line does not scare me. Um, I think the Bills are on a complete different uh skill level than this Jets team and yeah like Zach Wilson uh, uh you know if he if he didn't have a clue last week I can't imagine how he's gonna perform when he knows there's a short leash too I he looked lost um yeah yeah I just I think it could get ugly and I think if they ask him to throw the ball 25 times i i don't know that he's going to get the starting job back like i, I think it, it could be bad um so i i think the bills take care of business here i'm expecting some boo birds at home from the jets yeah i'm gonna lean on the bills I, i'm not as confident as you guys are and uh, you know a couple things with the jets team you know their defense has been playing very well they've gone above and beyond uh, kind of expectations this year um i and you know i think they could try to keep them in this game a little bit you know um yeah yes uh zach wilson it hasn't really been last game especially he did not look well like he was playing well at all um but i, I don't think he's been doing that bad and you know i i don't think he's quite at the sam darnold seeing ghost level quite yet but um you know i i it just feels like with this divisional game this could be one where the bills just um, kind of already walk into it and just feel like they've won already. And I, I don't know if I'm that confident in them running up the score as much as you guys are, but I'll still side with the Bills because they, they should be able to take care of this 13-point spread. But 
something about this game just feels a little off to me. Yeah, I would have that concern, but they're five and three, so I don't think they're going to come in and think that they've already won the game. I, I you know, I it, maybe if they were three and five, I'd, I'd, I'd have that feeling, but um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think this is just the perfect time for the Jet the Bills to be playing the Jets. That's uh, that's actually road. a very good point. Yeah, because their record does come into play, even though it doesn't feel like they should be five and three. No, yeah. it does not. All right, guys. Uh, next one up, we've got the Minnesota Vikings heading into DC to take on the team. Team are three and a half point underdogs at home. Uh, over under in this one set at forty three and a half. Uh, interesting note, guys. We have agreed on the Vikings game uh, every single uh, week. The three of us. What are our records? Uh, we are two, three, and two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, two pushes in there. But uh, not this week. Uh, we do have some disagreements unless I can sway you guys. Um, I'm going to go with the Vikings here. And really my thought process on this is every time I doubt this Vikings team, they somehow just find a way to, to cover a line. And I have extreme doubts uh, about them going on the road and, and beating this Heineke team. But um you know, Heineke, this is a Kirk Cousins revenge game, which that could blow up in my face. Uh, but uh, I feel like Heineke every year, you get these hot starts, has a couple good games. You start thinking, okay, here come the, the team a little bit. But uh, teams always seem to start to figure him out, and uh, he starts to uh, struggle a little bit uh, down the stretch. Seems like lately, too, that uh, that Vikings uh, pass defense has really started to start making plays uh, in the secondary. So um, I think they could give Heineke fits in this one. Uh, the line just isn't very big at three and a half. And I think if the Vikings play well, uh, if they just show up, uh, you know, they should be able to cover this number uh, considering what they've done to other teams. So I'll take the Vikings here. Uh, yeah, this is a tough one because I, I, I had kind of a similar thought like, man, I've just been downing this Vikings team so much that uh, what have I been missing? I, I just still don't think they're just as good as a team as what their record's been showing. Um, you, you know, it's just something feels wrong about them, but they, they do keep winning games. And at some point you got to just ride with them winning games. Um, but yeah, this this team, you know, the, uh, the commanders – yeah, they've been playing a little better lately, um, you know. They and they've got to be able to keep pace with the rest of the NFC East if they want to try to be competitive and try to make the playoffs. You know, that's that's a tough division looking right now. Um, I I've got to think they they've got a little fight in them to be able to stay in. Um, I think Chase Young was activated, but I wouldn't really expect him to play this week at all. Um, but you know, I I. The team has just been grinding through games, and uh, I, I think they could at least keep it within the field goal here. Yeah, you know, it, I, I'm, I'm changing this to a confidence. I, I, I like the team here covering. Um, I actually think they might actually win this game, so I'd sprinkle a little bit on the money line. Uh, you're just seeing a lot of signs from life from this team, uh, at least on the field, off the field. Uh, you know, they got a little investigation. <laughs> uh, the feds are looking into some... Uh, they get, get, apparently they were retaining money from their opponents and the season ticket holders. So, uh, you know, par for the course for Dan Snyder. But 
you know, on the field, you're seeing signs of life. Uh, on offense, Heineke sort of revitalized um, the passing attack. Terry McLaurin's, you know, looked like the player he's been the last three years. Um, you know, Antonio Gibson's taken back the running back lead role, uh, which he probably should have because he's, he's a good running back. I don't know why. Uh, the fumbling f- issues. Fumbles, yeah, yeah. But uh, you see, he's, he seemed to at least hopefully correct that issue. Um in the defense, the last three weeks have been playing a lot, lot better than what they've looked in the in the um, in the first half of the year. And you know, Chase Young not going to play this week. Uh, might not even play next week, but you know, he's a potential star that they're going to add onto this defense. So, you know, they win this game, uh, make it four in a row. Um, you know, we could be talking about this team as a sleeper wild card uh, coming out of a really tough division and. This is a winnable game. This Vikings team's played one good team, and they got their ass kicked on Monday Night Football. So, you know, they get, they're a team that has to prove it to me. Uh, you know, if this line was under three, I'd maybe think about hitting the Vikings, but getting a full field goal plus, uh, give me the team all day. Does it change your opinion if Jerome Boger is going to be head official? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. I forgot about that one until right as we were talking. He did something last week. Oh man! Well, oh, he called the Seahawks Giants. Yeah, he called the uh, uh, foul on the Seattle Mariners. Did you hear? <laughs> you guys see this? So Pete Carroll, there was a, a play where Pete Carroll interfered with the official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he when he announced the the flag, he called it on the Seattle Mariners. Oh my God! <laughs> Jerome Boger, clown, <laughs> absolute treasure. Oh God! I uh, almost made him the asshole of the week for that, but you know. He, <laughs> Can't, you can't. Couldn't top DJ Moore. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sure we haven't heard the last of Jerome. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Uh, next game up, we've got the Seahawks taking on the Cardinals. Cardinals, two point favorites at home in the big toaster. Over under in this one set at 50. Um, you know, guys, I uh, we've talked a lot about the Seahawks uh, gushing over them basically the last few weeks and uh everything geno smith's done so I, i'm not going to uh reiterate all that uh all i'll say is uh you know i i don't understand given the play we've seen on the field from both of these teams how the cardinals are two point favorites in this game um i i don't see it i don't understand it um i I think the Seahawks win this outright, but, um, you know, I never mind. I never get upset taking a few extra points here and there. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe the uh, maybe the shoe's going to drop for the Seahawks team. I just don't see it. Um, everything I'm seeing on the field, it doesn't look like a fluke. Like, it's just playmakers play, making plays. Um, they're not doing anything gimmicky on offense. It's just it's high-level football. Geno Smith's playing great until I see – um, his plays start going down, or until I see Kenneth Walker start looking like a rookie, um, I'm going to keep riding the Seahawks team because they they just have been taking care of business. So I'll, I'll take the Seahawks plus two. And I'll lock it up. This Cardinals team, on the other hand, um, we talked about it a little bit. Uh, the Vikings did everything they could to give them that game uh, last week, and they could, couldn't pull it out. Um, you know, I think, uh, they were, uh, got the benefit of a couple, uh, Andy Dalton pick sixes, uh, two weeks ago. 
Uh, but I think otherwise that game is probably a completely different story as well. I'm just I'm not impressed with this Cardinals team. I don't think Cliff knows what he's doing. I don't think Car- uh, Kyler is as good as he's talked up to be. Um, give me the Seahawks. I think I think they come into town and they they show who is the class of the NFC West in this game. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I'm taking a money line. Um, Vegas, for whatever reason, still still not seeing it from the Seahawks team, and I, I they must not be watching the games because. You know, they beat the Giants by 14, but it could have been 28. You know, they, they completely dominated that team and, uh, you know, 6-1 and one team up until that point. Uh, looking back, this was a rematch to four weeks ago. Um, Seahawks really got after Kyler. Um, six sacks. Um, really just beat them up front on both sides of the ball. They only scored 19 points, but, um, yeah, that, that game really wasn't close at any point. Kenneth Walker, uh, almost 100 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, they're they're playing complimentary football. Uh, like you said, Evan, nothing gimmicky. And, and, you know, the Cardinals, everything is a gimmick. Um, you know, I, cream rises to the top, and at least with the coaching here, Pete Carroll's in a whole nother stratosphere than Ky- uh, Cliff Kingsbury. And, yeah, this is another line I just didn't understand when I saw it. Still don't understand it. Um, give me the Seahawks money line all day. Kyler's going to have to have one of those MVP-type performances like he had against the Raiders, um, I think week two or three, for them to win this game, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what I'm missing on this game, too, because it should be Seahawks all the way for me. Uh, you know, their they're secondary's back to full strength strength this week uh and you know kind of just i know you guys said it a lot already but right now pete carroll is looking like a fantastic coach and way better at keeping his team together than what cliff kingsbury crunch is doing over there um you know it cardinals just look like a train wreck i not sure how they're i know they're at home but i'm not sure how they're still favorites in this one the seahawks have just been too good yeah, give me the Seahawks money line all day. Yeah, it could be a Seahawks crowd too. I mean, Cardinals, you know, they're they're not a lot to cheer for this year. I think the on-field product and just how how Cliff and Kyler have sort of put themselves out as just guys that don't really give a shit. Um, you know, the fans don't like that. So, I, I, you might you this might be closer to a 50-50 crowd than I think people expect. Yep, the uh, Seahawks fan base um, has always traveled well. And, uh, yeah, I, I expect them to make themselves known uh, in uh, in Scottsdale. Uh, okay, guys, uh, next game up. Uh, this game was probably supposed to be uh, a marquee game uh, when it was scheduled, but uh, here we are. And uh, it's the Rams heading into Tampa to take on the Buccaneers. Bucks are three-point favorites at home right now. Uh, over under is set at forty two and a half. Um, yeah, apparently, I, Fox Fox nixed two other options to move into three thirty at the beginning of the year because they wanted this to be one of two games on TV and, and the marquee game. But marquee we game all for, for that mistake now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> trot Kevin Burk- Burkhart out there is the premier announcer. This is what they get. Um, they need to they need to figure out there the state of commentary in the game right now is is all-time low all-time low i'm not happy um had him a means 
single-handedly. Adam Amin is the best thing Fox has. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, Adam Amin and Moose, that's the best crew they have. It, otherwise, it's it's not worth What are they doing with Tom Rinaldi? <laughs> what are, what are, why did they pay him that much? Like, I, oh, my God, I'm, I'm, I'm upset. Uh, yeah, it's it's been bad. Just give me Al and Chris back. It would it would fix everything. Michelle, yeah, Michelle, we don't. <laughs> Michelle's on the View saying things she shouldn't be saying. Off the canceled list. <laughs> Michelle's probably hanging with Kyrie right now. Uh, they're going over some more thoughts. I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, I I'll get out of your guys' way on this one. Both of these teams are are stayaways from me. Uh, I'll, I'll take it Bucks minus three, but there's zero chance I bet on this game. So I'll, I'm clearing out. You guys go ISO. I mean, Robbie, I I gave out the Bucks last week as my lock, so I don't feel comfortable pitching this one. So it's, I think <laughs> all right, you're going That's ISO. Fair. I mean, they kind of look they look good in the first half. Um, they looked like they actually started having some signs of life to them. Um, you know, Buccaneers, uh, they're going to get their secondary a little healthier, and actually their front a little healthier. It's looking like um, you know Carlton Davis and Akeem Hicks. There are some big guys who. Uh, play or practice this week which is a very good sign for this Buccaneers defense uh they've been really struggling without them really um you know I I think that's going to be enough to try to suffocate this Rams offense that's just not been looking good at all this year um you know it I I really don't like betting on the Buccaneers here but minus three I I think they're gonna win by at least a field goal here um you know that I think this is a good chance for Brady to bounce back in this game. Um, I, I know that second half didn't really look so great with him, but, um, you know, I, I like him in this spot. I'll take the Bucks minus three. Yeah, I, I like him too. This is a low-key revenge spot for Brady. Uh, Rams knocked him out of the playoffs last year. Probably the last time we saw Tom Brady, Tom Bla- Tom Brady play good was that second half of that Rams playoff game. But, um, yeah, you know, I – this is another. This is sort of my argument with the Packers too. It's at some point, you know, they got to play better. The talents there, something. There are things wrong, but um, you know, they're going up against a Rams team. I don't think Cooper Cup's playing. If he is, he's going to be significantly hobbled. And and so far this year, that's been their offense. I really expected the Rams to trade for a running back at the deadline. They did not. Um, they're going to roll out what. What draft capital? Ronnie Bet Rivers. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, there you go. You know, they don't have that. Yeah. But they're a mess right now on offense. Their O-line is a complete joke. Bucks should be able to get home against against uh, that O-line. And, you know, th- this could be an ugly game. Um, yeah, yeah, give me the Bucks. You know, they, they're at home. They need to win probably a little bit more. But both these teams are pretty desperate. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it, the minus three line I think is pretty indicative. These two teams are equally as shitty, um, but I, I think the Bucks have a little bit more, especially in that division, a little bit more glimmer of hope. So give me the Bucks. I just can't wait for Fox to promo America's Game of the Week about forty-seven <laughs> times for this uh, disaster. Yeah, uh, I, I have the over down. <laughs> And I have no idea why. That must have been a typo. <laughs> I was actually wondering about that, to be honest. Uh, no idea. All right, guys. Uh, next game up, uh, kind of a low-key rivalry here. Uh, it's the Titans 
heading into Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs 12-point favorites at home in this one. The over-under at 46.5. These teams uh, seem to find each other in the playoffs every year, and the Chiefs uh, uh, get the best of them. But, uh, you know, they've seen a lot of each other uh, in the Vrabel uh, era uh, under the Titans. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's usually... uh, Pretty good game, pretty decent matchup, uh, but the Chief, like I said, Chiefs have gotten the best of them. Uh, this year, you know, I think uh, we've seen the success that uh, A.J. Brown has had in uh, in Philadelphia. I think it's becoming pretty evident, um, you know, what just a uh, high-tier uh, outside option he is and, and how much he helped that Titans offense. Um, talking about uh, scheduling, um, you know, this Titans team has really been uh, favored uh, in terms of their schedule. Their last five games, uh, which is really when they've gone on this run, it's uh, the Raiders, the Colts twice, and the Jags twice. Or, I'm sorry, um, Raiders, Colts twice, Jags once, Texans once. Um, so uh, nothing really to write home about there from a competition standpoint. Um I'm going to take the Chiefs because I think it's a wake-up call. I think they're going to come into this game and say, "Oh, this is this is uh, we haven't seen this in two months." Um, an actually well-run team. Um, I still like the Titans long-term. Uh, you know, they're in a very favorable division. I expect them to win that division, um, but I, I don't think that they're on the same level as the Chiefs here, especially when the Chiefs are coming off a bye. Uh, got that extra rest, so. Uh, I like the 12, um, you know, it's a big number, so I'm not going to say I'm over the moon confident on it, maybe a unit here, uh, but I think the the Chiefs are going to show that they're they're on a higher class than the Titans in this one. Yeah, you know what, I, I, I don't, I'm not going to bet this game, but I, I'm going to take the Titans, uh, getting the 12 points. Um if you throw out that Bills game, which they just got absolutely obliterated there at half, um, Titans, you know, over the last couple of years have been a team that has really shown up against matchups where they've been dogs. Um, they have a style of play that lends to, you know, showing up in these matchups. They can they can bully you up front. They can dictate the pace of play. They can slow down these high-powered offenses based on how they play. They wear you down. Um not saying they're going to win this game or even keep it close, but 12 is just too big of a line for... It's a huge number to give to a quality team. Yeah, and, and the way their O-line has really came into shape, granted, like you mentioned, the quality of opponents has been very low, but um, you know they're, they're going to be able to run against this Chiefs D-line. And, um, you know, I, I, I just like the odds that they keep it within, you know, two touchdowns more than the Chiefs blowing out. Um, and, and the defense hasn't been that bad all year, so um, yeah, I'm just, I'm gonna take the Titans, but like I said, I'm not gonna bet this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a big line, so I'm gonna stay off, but I'm gonna lean on the Chiefs here. Um, you know, uh, to me, uh, you know, this Titans team has been very good up front, uh, stopping the run, and but they've been pretty average when it comes to pass coverage and Mahomes has just been doing too well at picking apart defenses um this whole year um especially you add in some 
there is Tony, who's apparently fully healthy right now. Um, at least that's what it, rumors are. Um, you know, he, he's a guy who could get open in space and, you know, be an extra weapon for Mahomes. Uh, you know, I could, I really do see a situation where the Chiefs uh, just pull out to a big lead, and it's a tough time for the Titans with uh, hobbled up uh, Ryan Tannehill to get back into this one. Um, I, I know they'll find some success on the ground with Derrick Henry, but, um, you know, I, I think the Chiefs just pull away a little bit too much against this Titans team. But, you know, again, this is a big number for a quality team, like you said, so I'm not going to touch this. Yeah, this is a rare instance where you see a team coming on a five-game win streak <laughs> be 12-point dogs. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, it's, it's a ton of points. I just... I'm not sure how good that defense is just because uh, they got smoked by a good team, but, uh, you know, they haven't played high-tier. They haven't played a high-tier offense um, in in two months. A lot of variability with this. Yeah, yeah. But on the offensive side of the ball, you're you're completely right. Um, Just because they haven't beaten – they haven't scored 40 points against these bad teams, it's just not the way they play. They they play offense – in a pretty safe way, but it's the way that that team is built to kind of win up front and and to use Derrick Henry. So they're not – they can kick the shit out of a team and only win by seven, eight, nine points, right? Like that's, Last week. They, they, yeah. They beat the Texans by seven, but that game was never in question. Right, right. So um, that offense doesn't concern me. Uh, Tannehill's going to be back. He was out sick last week. Um, but uh, – yeah, I just I don't know if that defense is going to hold up. So I'm I'm interested to see that. I think it's a good Sunday night game. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, Didn't Tannehill hasn't he been nursing like an ankle injury, or am I think it's something else? So he did have an ankle injury. He was out last week though because he was sick. It wasn't to do with the ankle. Okay, gotcha. he would have he would have played if he wasn't sick. Still limited today because of an ankle. So. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, next game up, um, another interesting one here. It's Baltimore Ravens taking on the Saints in New Orleans. Saints, um, how many weeks can they be like plus two and a half at home? <laughs> it feels like every week they're like a they're like a two point home dog. Um, anyway, Monday Night Football over under in this one forty eight. Uh, if you couldn't tell already, they are two and a half point underdogs at home, and. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is an interesting game. Uh, but uh, Adam, why don't you lead this off? Jesus, I have no clue on this game. <laughs> I, I literally, this was the last game I picked in our confidence pool, lowest amount. I I, I even forgot who I picked. That's I have no no good. I, I'm gonna take the Saints getting the points. That's usually what I do in these matchups where I just don't know. Um, but yeah, a lot of variability in this one too. Uh, Ravens, you're adding Roquan Smith. Apparently, he's gonna call plays. <laughs> which is wild. That is wild. Um, you know, good, great addition for them. Uh, I think he's a real good fit into that defense. But um, you know, probably gonna take a little bit for and for him to be calling, be the play caller or signal caller on that defense. A little questionable. Um, you know, and, and on the op- on the offensive side, you got a bunch of question marks. Mark Andrews probably gonna play. Is he a hundred percent healthy? No. Rashad Bateman might not play uh he's definitely not going to be 100 percent healthy uh running backs gus edward I, 
same thing. Uh, so I, I don't really know what to expect on this offense. You know, the one constant's going to be Lamar. And, you know, he showed up last Thursday night. He was enough. He was a one-man show. Got the job done. And, uh, you know, they're they're coming with a, a, week's, or a week and a half's rest uh, with that little mini-buy. Um, Saints coming off a huge win. You know, they dominated at home. Defense finally looked 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 as good as their cap hit is. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. The, the Saints team is one of it's been a stay away team for me for a couple of weeks just because I don't know what to expect from them on a weekly basis. I think that has to do with some of their coaching too. Yeah. Uh, Saints definitely a Jekyll and Hyde team this year. I, I agree. I don't really know. Um, there's just so many question marks with on the Ravens, uh, especially in the offensive side of the ball um, with the players that are banged up. It's, it's another team that could have used a wide out at the deadline. Um, that didn't make a move. Um, I'll I'll take the Saints plus the two and a half. Um, but uh, I I really don't know on this one. The same. I just the Saints team has kind of vexed me all year. Every time I I pick against them, I feel like I get burned. And and when I start to believe, uh, you know they they show me up. So uh, I I have no clue. But um, Lamar definitely is for real. I mean, uh. Signature moments, I like. They were down and out in that game last week, and he went up against tough defense and brought him back. So. Without without his playmakers, he, he doesn't have Likely. he doesn't have playmakers. Yeah, he doesn't, he is the playmaker. Duvernay, Duvernay. Yeah, he, he does it all. Great. Um, I, I'm I I was not always the biggest believer in Lamar, and that that guy made a believer out of me because he he's just done it with absolutely nothing. <laughs> I'm with you guys in the fact that I do not have a good feel for this game whatsoever. I've been flip-flopping, and I'm landing on the Ravens. This, we this couldn't one. all be on the same team on a game um, where we just do not know, so I like that. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, you know, Raven, Ravens right in this point in time are pretty beat up, but it, it is looking a little positive for them in the upcoming future, maybe for a playoff push, but uh, that's not what we're talking about right now, even though, uh, you know, they may get – Titus Bowser back soon. Uh, I haven't used that in a while, so I wanted to. Um, but yeah, this this Ravens team, I I, I just think they're going to be coming out with the. Uh, it's Lamar for me. It, it's the added rest they got from having the Thursday night game, and you you, you see what that does for teams. It, it really that mini buy really um, helps teams. Um, be able to do well on Monday. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm going with the Ravens here and I'm not going to bet it because I don't feel great about it. All right. Uh, do a quick recap of the lead pipe locks. Uh, Adam, you had the pets minus five and a half, uh, at home against the Colts. Uh, Robbie Eagles first half minus seven against the Texans on Thursday night football. And I am on the Seahawks plus two, uh, on the road in Arizona. Um, guys, right. let's keep it simple this week. Let's just go locks. Whoa. Oh. Oh. Uh, I mean, we we do all agree on the Seahawks. We all agree on the Pats. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with the Eagles first half seven. If you guys want to do that. What? Can you not do it? Wager stream has the line at seven and a half now. So it's gonna probably be like minus 120. 140. Or 114, sorry. Uh 
it's a big deal. It is a big deal. That's why I got it in at seven early, because. Yeah, we all love the the Bears Dolphins over. We do. Want to pivot to that? Yeah, that that feels pretty good. Over forty five and a half. And we got Patriots minus five and a half. And we got we do a money line Seahawks. It, it, the line moved to one and a half. I bet money line is plus one oh four. If it was two, I'd say take the spread, but since it's one and a half, I almost say just do the money line. You could still get plus money. Usually, it seems like plus one and a half, it's like just like maybe a hundred at best. Yeah. yeah, What what up for is that? Yeah, too bad though. The Eagles line moved. Yeah, yeah, I like that, but oh well. Right. We're locked. Eagles minus seven and a half. We're locked in on these three. All right. So, uh, yes, Seahawks plus two, uh, Pats minus five and a half, and then Bears, Dolphins over 45 and a half. Um, Seahawks uh, money line, right? Or Seahawks money line, my my apologies. Uh, Yeah, so uh, that's your podcast parlay. Uh, Feels like we got some winners in there, so uh, we will find out. But uh, that's going to do it for our week nine episode. We will be back uh, next week breaking down all the latest NFL action for you. Uh, But until then, uh, take care and good luck.